Local voices, local conversations. NapaBroadcasting.com Thanks for joining us here on Napa Broadcasting. Of course, we've been talking to lots of candidates and forging ahead with all of our conversations with respect to the election 2016. And while there are 17 statewide propositions on the ballot, there's a couple of local measures that require our attention and really to clarify our understanding on all of these. To do that, I am joined here in the studio today by Napa County Supervisor Diane Dillon. Diane, thanks for coming in. Oh, thanks for having me. Great to have you here. First of all, I want to talk about our little animals, the uh, concern about the animal shelter and uh, improving that, improving what we do there. There seem to be two competing measures on the ballot, A and B, which are very similar in many respects, but, but are a little bit different. One was put on there independently, one by the Board of Supervisors. Talk a little bit about what they are and, and what the fundamental difference is and why the board decided to put on its own measure. So the proponents for having some improved uh, policies uh, at the animal shelter went out and collected signatures on an initiative. Uh, that's measure B. And uh, they presented it, they collected the signatures, they presented it to the Board of Supervisors and our choices then become putting it on the ballot or adopting it. And when we looked at it, we realized that there was this phrase in it um, that says all available resources um, may be used to carry out or could be used to carry out the policies. And this gave us a bit of pause. And we No pun intended. There. Yeah, there you go. Very good. <laughs> so we realized that... Uh, Actually, I came up with the idea, wow, if we could write our own measure, take that part out uh, and put it on the ballot, then we'd have a better product. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and I didn't just make that suggestion to the board without first talking to the proponents, Monica Stevenson mm-hmm. and Pam Ingalls in particular, and they were agreeable. And so we sat down and county council worked with their attorney on the language. We changed as little as possible, or as, as little as necessary, I should say, in, in what they had presented. And the board had not yet taken action on their measure right. that they had presented. So all together, in unison, um, they um, and, and I presented to the board, hey, what if we go with this measure and... Uh, which doesn't have this language that could be potentially damaging to the general fund of right. the county, and which was not their intent, but they realized that it could be, you know, someone else could use it that way. Right. I mean, it's a ticket to a lawsuit. It's a ticket to it's problems a ticket to, to say spending, all available resources. Yes, right? very much so. So the board adopted that first, and that's how it became Measure A. Then, because we had to take action on theirs, law requires it. We placed it on the ballot. Where Our choices were adopted or put it on the ballot. Right. We put it on the ballot so it became B. So one way to think about it is if, you have, if, you, if you're getting grades, <laughs> an A is better than a B. And so our, our hope is that people will vote yes on A and either not vote or vote no on B. Mm-hmm. Would it have been possible to adopt what is now Measure B, the, the the original issue, with the change of language for the board to have adopted that. We couldn't that. do that. I heard that asked. We like, cannot alter uh, what's in the initiative. What people initiative. have signed the petitions Exactly, for, not right? at all. 
It's it's interesting that this is over something that everybody is sort of enthusiastic about, but uh, even this has to have a little a little glitch along the way. Well, writing uh, one everyone we could, you and I could write a paragraph here and and have differences of opinion on which are the better words to use, what the words mean, and what their intent is, and and so when you're putting an initiative on the ballot that people are going to vote on, and the only way later to change it is with another initiative, right. you need to be careful. What happens if Measure B were to pass? The the one. Well, let me clarify something first. Let me ask you: the one that gets the most vote wins. Is that correct? correct? Right. Correct. If for some reason Measure B, through on purpose or through accident or the way people vote, if Measure B passes, what happens? Then Measure B is Measure B. It's on there and it's there with that language, all available resources. And so what we could do is what, June 2018, put right. something else on the ballot to, to replace it. To modify it, that. And or... to modify that that piece. Um, Hopefully that won't be necessary. Right. Well, hopefully it's important that that people come to understand it and keep getting the word out there. I think everybody has the same objective in mind. Right. Uh, We do. And the ballot argument uh, for Measure A Mm -hmm. was signed by uh, the proponents and Supervisors Pedroza and Caldwell and myself. No ballot argument was submitted in favor of B. Um, Supervisor Caldwell and I at the last minute realized that, oh my gosh, we ought to say something about Measure B. So we signed an argument opposing that was very short just to, so there'd be something there for people to see. Mm -hmm. And I, something else I wanted to to bring up, Jeff, is that I've heard from folks, well, why can't you do this with other measures? There was another measure that was proposed um, that um, legally couldn't be put on the ballot. And people said, well, you could just take that and change it. And the difference is that CEQA, when the Board of Supervisors puts something on the ballot, CEQA applies. When the voters, uh, as with Measure B, prepare an initiative and put it out there for signatures and present it to us, it doesn't have to go through the CEQA process, the California Environmental Quality Act. Animal shelter policies are not subject to the Environmental Quality Act, or you check a box and say it doesn't apply. Right. And, and I think that's an important distinction uh, to make here. The other measure, let's talk about the other local measure that's on the ballot, the uh, Parks and Open Space Measure, Measure Z. Measure Z. Yes on Z, please. Talk a little bit about that. (laughs) Measure Z is a quarter cent sales tax for 14 years that will generate about $8 million a year that will be spent only in Napa County. Um, The funds will be um, under the oversight of the Napa County Regional Parks and Open Space District. The law requires it to be called regional, even though it's only in the county of Napa. Uh, And uh, there is a a committee to be formed, uh, not unlike with the flood control tax, that is a a citizen oversight um, committee. And uh, they have a list of projects that they've identified that um, they're interested in pursuing. These are in the ex- what's called the expenditure plan that's part of the master plan for the Parks and Open Space District. I see this as a, it's a win-win um, in terms of protecting critical watersheds. Uh, hopefully there'll be a focus, well not hopefully, there there very much is an intent to have a focus on domestic drinking water um, watersheds, um, watersheds perhaps filling, you know, going into Millican, going into Lake Hennessy, going into Bell Canyon, going into Kimball, to the extent that there are lands there that 
we would like to not see development on mm-hmm. for the protection of those sensitive watersheds. So that's one aspect of it where it's really uh, a win-win to achieve two purposes. And those are open space, um, you know, wildlife corridors are um, protected. And in some cases, as with Moore Creek, which the Parks and Open Space District already owns, mm-hmm. there are recreational opportunities. What impact, if any, would this have on land use decisions that that perhaps come before the board, something like the Walt Ranch debate, for example? If there, uh, well, I can't speak to something that's on appeal, but if there was another proposal, uh, if there was a landowner um, in a sensitive watershed who said, gee, I'm interested in developing this for vineyard, and there there are funds available, and the Parks and Open Space District could go to that landowner and say, hey... Uh, we're interested in buying this land um, and or we're interested in buying a conservation easement from you. Um, That's one way that the land could be protected. Hopefully it would happen before the landowner acquired the land and said, hey, I'd like to put put a vineyard here. And so we could avoid some of these things that have... um, become controversial. Right. But it doesn't force anybody to do anything. Oh, no, no. There's there has no, to be, there's there no has to be a willing domain. buyer and a willing seller, and there's Correct. no eminent domain. I wanted to clarify yeah, yeah, that. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So and it um, has no impact on that. If somebody wants to sell and somebody wants to buy, fine. Correct. Good. And what is the economic impact of, of besides the uh, the sales tax? Is there any matching funds? Does it obligate the county to spend any other money on this, or what? It doesn't obligate the county to spend any money from the general fund. It um, it does create opportunities. Uh, the The Parks and Open Space District has done a phenomenal job in the ten years it's been in existence in accessing bond money um, grants. And part of the reason for their success is not just their ability, uh, but it's the fact that we didn't have a mechanism to have those funds come into Napa County because we had no parks department. We had no parks district like most other counties do. So we had not uh, had been able to access our fair share, so to speak, of Mm -hmm. those funds. Well, now we've done that. And now the opportunities that are out there, they folks want to see that you have matching funds, as with like transportation. transportation. <laughs> right. Yeah. right. It's like with anything these days. Uh-huh. I mean, they want to show there's some local skin in the game. Local exactly. skin in the game. Well, great. So, uh, and and is there unanimity on on the board with respect to supporting Measure Z? Absolutely, all five of us, Congressman Thompson, uh, many uh, I. I don't know that we have every city council person, but it may be because Major C hasn't gotten <laughs> to right. them yet. It's not a ma- we don't have uh, we have very opposition is almost non-existent. So uh, Major C is really a win-win for our community countywide. The real danger is that people just get so frustrated with the 17 state propositions they never get that far down that's the right ballot. it's there's two pages of ballot two right. very long 19 inch long uh, card like uh, pages to if you if you're right, right. if you're uh, working with a mail-in ballot which 75 oh, percent of us are these days and you have to go to page four the back side of the second page and very near the bottom there's z then a than B. So yes on Z, yes on A, and no on B. <laughs> no on B. Diane Dillon, I thank you so much for coming in and uh, bringing us up to date on these local measures. I really appreciate it. Thanks for the opportunity to do so, Jeff. Thanks. Appreciate that. Thanks for listening. 
to NapaBroadcasting.com.